Hi, today I'm going to talk about learning to build products. Have you ever wondered how companies make the lining and baby diaper liners? How about white garbage bags? No? Maybe asparagus field embankments covered with white plastic sheets. No, probably not. Don't worry, that's not the subject of today's podcast. Today I want to talk about technology and about how I learned to build products. One of the R&D labs I worked in specialized in manufacturing polyethylene film. It's the stretchy stuff commonly used for garbage bags. However, there are are like a gazillion things that uh, this stuff can be used for. You may have heard of Visqueen. Visqueen is a brand of polyethylene plastic commonly used for gardens and agricultural needs. And it was this company's R&D lab in which I worked. I was in the right place at the right time with the right company, and they got me started on the journey of building products. They didn't know that, and I didn't actually build a product there, but I did build a device. Visqueen manufactured tons of white polyethylene film. They had a contract with Procter & Gamble to provide PNG with no-leak baby diaper liners. Visqueen owned the patent on no-leak diaper liners. They invented a polyethylene film process that had lots of small concave pits with small holes for liquid to gather and then be pulled into an absorbent material behind the liner. It was really cool. I'd love to tell you about it, but I can't. Anyway, P&G wanted the liners to be brilliant white. The common way to make something brilliant white is to use titanium dioxide. It's a natural mineral, but it's a bit pricey when used in the volumes that Visqueen consumed it. Getting and keeping the correct ratio of titanium dioxide to polyethylene was a crude process back in the 1970s. The person operating the machine would manually adjust the ratio until the film looked good. Then, while the machine was running, a person would take a sample of the plastic film to a chemistry lab where a lab tech would test the light absorption to determine if the titanium dioxide additive was in an acceptable range or if it had too little or too much. As you can imagine, this process was slow and error-prone, and that's where I came in. Since the purpose of titanium dioxide is to make plastic film brilliant white, I built a device that had a calibrated light source and receiver. This signal was sent to an op-amp to receive uh, the signal and reduce the noise from random light, uh, radio frequency interference, and electromagnetic interference. A second op-amp was used to average the signal And the clean signal was then 
fed to a 12-bit analog-to-digital converter. The output was then processed by some logic gates, with the final result being displayed on a numeric display. All that was done without a microprocessor or a microcontroller. It was all just electronics. Since I didn't have a reference source for what mix was right, I used a precision potentiometer to adjust the calibration of the light source. So, when a new run of film was started, a sample was taken and processed, just as it had always been done. But once the mixture was correct, the operator could adjust the calibration of my device to zero for the display. When they had zeroed the display, they could keep an eye on it from time to time. If the display showed a negative value, then the titanium dioxide mix would need to be increased. Likewise, if the display showed a positive value, then the titanium dioxide mix would be decreased. The degree of variance was based on the client's requirements, but the machine operator could keep the mix ratio between the lines once the baseline was established. The great thing about my device was that quality assurance could reduce the number of times that the lengthy chemical calibration had to be done, and it reduced waste of titanium dioxide since the mix ratio could be kept within an acceptable tolerance. It was probably my last big design that didn't include some form of computer. But what I learned was that I could invent, design, and build devices that were useful. That was a good feeling. It was from this experience that I began my path toward starting a devices company. There have been plenty of detours and pauses, but I've never really stopped taking ideas and creating marketable products. It's just too much fun to stop. I hope you enjoyed my story, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.